And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What an absolute treat. Feel the hype, spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, have a look at yourself. Okay? Have a look at yourself. Now, it's episode 69 of the pod, all right? 69. Now, if you're waiting for some bant about the most hilarious number on the planet, maybe listen to a worse podcast, all right? This is upper echelon. one. I don't have time for such low-level bants, all right? Maybe jump in a time machine. I'm sure whatever pelican uh, who was the class clown in year nine has said it all before in a way that I just simply won't be able to match. So we're moving forward, but it is episode 69 if that uh, tickles your fancy. And uh, look, again, once again, at the moment, all I can be with you guys is up front. All I can be is myself. I'm Billy Darcy. I'm 25. It's my podcast. Please back off. Please back off. But all I can be is honest. And once again, we are drowning in admin. So I'm just going to zip through a bit of admin, make it as banterous as possible. But today's the 23rd of uh, January, the 27th of January, Perth. I'm coming for three weeks. I'm doing a shitload of shows, Perth. Get in the mix. I'm doing Rift City from the 27th next Monday. That's all crowd work, no material with Pat Doherty. We're doing 10 shows. Then the following Monday, February 3rd through to the 14th, I'm doing my brand new show, Anxiously Arrogant. You're the first to cop it, hear it, enjoy it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Link on my bio for the Perth shows on perthfringeworld.com.au as well. Get around that Perth, then I'm going to Adelaide. And also exciting news, Anxiously Arrogant is now on sale for Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney. So that's all very exciting. Get in the mix, get some tickets, go on the, uh, just give it a Google or jump on my social media. I'm sure you can track those tickets down. Anxiously Arrogant. It's going to be sick. Uh, As always, the pod is brought to you by VM Apparel, the best goddamn party shirts in the universe. Okay. Not just, you know, not the world. Even to say Southern Hemisphere would be impressive. The universe, okay? Because I watched Star Wars 9, and I've seen every Star Wars now. As we know, they go to a lot of different planets. Okay, but not on not one of those planets. Tatooine, Yavin 4, Kashyyyk. You know, not I didn't see a single Wookiee rocking a decent party shirt. Coruscant, the, the capital of the universe, not a decent party shirt in the bunch. So it is now without question that VM Apparel have the best party shirts in the business. Okay? So get yourself a VM Apparel shirt, VM Apparel on Instagram, vmapparel.com.au, proud sponsor of Get Around Me. So support them. And then another friend of the pod, this is the last bit of admin, I am powering through. Another friend of the pod, the beautiful band Super Honey. We know them, we love them. Uh, They're a great band based out of Sydney and they're great friends of the podcast. They are launching an EP uh, this weekend, actually, the 25th of January. If you're in Sydney, get to the Oxford Art Factory this Saturday night at, uh, well, it says 8.30, but I imagine they'll be on around probably 9.30. They're launching an EP and playing a concert. So that's Super Honey, uh, S-U-P-A Honey. Get around them on Spotify, Instagram, everything. Absolute legends, these guys. Uh, go support them and, uh, and uh, get, give, them, uh, give them some listens. They're fucking fantastic. So that's all the admin. And uh, what a time it is. What a time it is to be alive. Um, what's been happening with me? I'll tell you what. I can already tell I'm going to be extremely sweaty because uh, 
the, it's too windy to keep the windows open. I got the fan going, but I've just been in the pool covered in chlorine. So my, my pores, they can't breathe, you know? But then here's the thing. If I jump in the shower, my hair's wet for like an hour. Then I'm just on YouTube with wet hair. It's a weird look. It's a weird look. You got wet hair? What are you hiding? You know? Where, where are you running from? You don't have time to friggin' dry your hair. You've been, you've been lopping heads off, son? Hey, you watch that Ted Bundy film? Get the wrong idea? Some people did, I reckon. Some people did. But we've got some good news uh, this week. And that the good news is that I was back on the source over the weekend. So I come uh, bearing stories. Um, obviously, last week we had... I had a quiet weekend and we had some great stories that maybe didn't have maybe some of the venom that we're used to on this podcast as far as antics and that sort of thing. But uh, we had, I mean, we had the, the Breville incident, you know, when I, the toasted cheese, the toasted cheese sandwich uh, sort of mishap. It's all very exciting. We had the, the Chinese restaurant incident, all very exciting, well-crafted stories, but they, 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 they just missed that, that chaos that we love, that we know we love. You know, that Pelican of the Week energy. Pel- I got a good Pelican of the Week this week, actually. So, Friday night, I don't remember what I did, but I think it was boring. Um, but I was gigging last week, working on this goddamn show. I'm like a scientist out there, you know? And I got some hot takes. As we all recall, uh, if you a few episodes ago, I said, I've got these jokes about sniffer dogs that suck. And you'll be pleased to know if you're coming to see me this year. I hope you are. That through hard work and perseverance, I've been able to cut those jokes from the show completely because I've written better jokes and those jokes sucked and I don't even care about sniffer dogs. And so that's a big X through those. So when no one's going to have to sit through the sniffer dog jokes, they sucked. My takes were not hot. There was no zings. There was no zags. It was just garbage. So anyway, what I did do though was go, oh my God, firstly, um, this is absolutely wild. So I go down and watch the cricket on Saturday. Uh, my the, the the mighty Manly Cricket Club pop up to the bowling club up the road, and this is happening a lot. I've gone through one of these rebrands. It was basically a horrendous old bowling club, but that's like part of the charm, you know. Like most people there are rampant alcoholics, but the drinks are cheap. You know, the staff are friendly, and uh, you know that's kind of the vibe. They do a ten dollars steak and schooner deal on Saturday, which I've had for dinner after cricket for like seven years straight. Love it. And I go in there and the place hasn't been renovated heaps, but maybe a few coats of paint and something's off because I immediately saw one of the um, glassies rolling around. He was wearing chinos rolled up. And this is the first sign of a bar that's been, it's been taken over. It's been renovated and they're going for a fresh new vibe. He had the rolled up chinos. I go, fuck, here we go. So I didn't, I had to sign in because it's like one of these RSL type things. I go, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom first. Then I'll come back and sign in. She goes, yeah, no worries. I think she thought I was trying to sneak in or something. Um, so when I open the I open the bathroom door, she's waiting for me in the bathroom, this staff member at this freaking bowling club. She's like, don't forget to sign in. I'm like, I won't. I won't. There's, there's seven people in this bowling club. You could easily track me down. Please get out of the men's bathroom, you absolute freak. And once again, I noticed... The rolled up chinos, you know, it's a different vibe. So I go in there, I go, uh, something's wrong. And I go to the menu, completely different menu. They've got lamb kofka. Uh, they've got freaking 
something with Hamas in it. I believe that's how you say that. And uh, they've got, uh, you know, just weird stuff like now they've got baked salmon, this sort of stuff, very bizarre. I go, do you guys still do the steak and schooner deal? They go, no, we don't do it, but we do have a beautiful steak. It's only $27. Okay, so let's just wind it back on that. We went from a $10 steak and schooner deal. Was the steak good? Dude, who cares? It's 10 bucks, all right? $10 for a steak and schooner. It's now $27 for a steak by itself. Now, this is capitalism rearing its ugly head once again. Reprehensible, okay? I didn't take it out on the staff. I'm not that sort of guy. I'm not a shoot the messenger type guy. But I go, yeah, whatever. Okay, so get this freaking, I don't know, get a burger or whatever. It's like freaking eight bucks for a beer. Dear God, you know, another great bowling club has fallen. May we never forget what we, uh, the good times we had, the $4 schooners, the, the rampant racism in the pokey room. God damn it. I think that was still there. Thank God. Not thank God for the racism. Thank God for the, you know, the, the spirit of tradition, I would say. Um, but yeah, so that was very disappointing and a bit disheartening, really. But I go out Saturday night. I went to a 21st. Now, as we know, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a rough trot in 2019 with 21st. Obviously, I ruined one of them. I can't remember what I did. But then another one, my mate Samo's got coward punched. So that was that was also unfortunate. Um, so I thought, Bill, just keep and keep in mind, I'm 25 now. So, I mean, that was 24-year-old Bill. I mean, that guy was losing his fucking mind out there. But 25, you know, I'm wise. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I hope someone's ready to discuss, you know, the stock exchange and the economy because that's I'm 25 now that's what I'm about so go to this uh go to this 21st we have a big prize at my house it's great go to this 21st and uh, it's 90s themed right I wore double denim bit of a cop out but not too bad one of my mates dressed up as Arthur from the show Arthur sick sick one of my mates dressed up as the Joker he's obsessed with the Joker loves Batman I go Connor mate how has this got anything to do with the 90s he goes, oh, I'm the 1992 cartoon version of the Joker. I go, right. So what I'm hearing is there's really no theme on the planet that you wouldn't be able to somehow justify dressing up as the Joker in. You know, you could, you freaking take this guy to a, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of themes. What are some goddamn themes? You know, a 70s thing, he's the Joker. Bloody, you know, a, this guy could go to a Star Wars party dressed as the Joker. There it is. Thank you. And uh, so he was just desperate to be the Joker. Uh, he nailed the costume. I will say that. But now, so here's the thing. It's this uh, this 21st, right? So I roll in. They've got the slushies where it's like mostly alcohol. Get into those. Um, and it's just a, it's a great time. But a lot of the guys there are being too cool for school. All right? A lot of people just kind of talking in corners, this sort of stuff, being very bizarre. And uh, so... It was off to a bit of a slow start, and then, but then the party, the party got it going. The DJ is this is the Pelican of the week this week. This DJ, as we know, um, do I have a real problem with DJs? Fuck yeah, I do. I reckon most of them are Pelicans, and I think we should be putting a lot of them down, just like a like a sheepdog that's outlived its purpose. You know, fucking wrap your lips around this little sawn off shoddy. 
But anyway, I just think DJs are just a lot of pelicans out there. This guy was flying the flag for DJs everywhere. I reckon the union sent him straight over. This guy's the guy. This is a real pelican DJ. This guy's the guy who's uh, it's a you know a, fr- a friend of the birthday boy, obviously not a real DJ, but he's gonna pretend he's Calvin Harris for one night and take it super seriously. So he's playing. Firstly, it's '90s themed. Are we receiving any '90s music? We're not. We're not. But Bill, the whole theme of the party is the '90s. They should be. I know. I know. But this guy's doing what I have complained about before. It's like, what? He was basically, why do we have to play at parties in Australia, like top 10 American hits from the last seven years? All we're listening to is like freaking, it's just Chris Brown and like Flow Flow Rider was like played multiple times. Um, it's just that, that song, even when the sky is falling, like for, that was from, what was that? 2013? Why am I getting drunk in 2013? No, I'm getting drunk in the nineties. Cause it's a nineties theme party, you know? And then he's playing, no, he's playing exclusively rap music about fucking whores from the last five years. You know, it's just, we, it's, it's what, and not even like Kendrick Lamar and Travis Scott, like not even cool rap music. He's playing like. He's playing like blow my whistle bitch and shit. It's a fucking suburban 21st. Nothing but whites out here, you know? I'm da- I'm I'm dancing around and 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 also there was these two chicks and I don't know if it was like it was like they were filming Step Up 4 at this party. These chicks were like must have been professional hip hop dancers. They're like all choreographed doing backflips and shit. I'm standing next to them giving it one of the great two steps, you know? I'm like uh, I'm like the guy in Hitch when Will Smith's like this is where you live, right here. Just that two-step. Just that two-step. You know, so... Meanwhile, Blow blow My Whistle Bitch is playing. I'm sitting there with a fucking... A pink strawberry margarita slushy in my double denim going, Bill, where did you go wrong? God damn it. Maybe I should freaking... I can see why I ruined these last 21st. This is wild. But, uh... So the, the music was atrocious. But this is... This is why this guy was Pelican of the Week. And also, I want to keep... I want to keep in context... The 21st was ripping. Everyone's having a great time. It was good. The music was horrendous. But I go up to the guy. I go, do you know what? That's okay because... Because as a party guest, I can request a song. So I go up to the guy. Hey, legend. How you going? You know, schmooze him a bit or whatever. You know, like... Uh, I like your shoes or whatever. I don't know what to say. But that's a great way to get on side with the DJ. Say, I like your shoes. Don't even look at his shoes. Because all DJs absolutely froth on their own shoes. And, uh, you know, whether they've got the Yeezy, Baha Weezys or whatever, fucking Jay-Z killed himself and they turned it in, they turned his face into leather shoes. I don't know why they did, but some DJ will be wearing them. What, 15 grand? Sounds like a fucking bargain to me. Um, so I go to the guy, I go, mate, do us a favor. Can you play the theme song from Arthur? I want to try and get the theme song from Arthur up. Cause I go, I go, mate, this is gonna be hilarious. Cause my mate's dressed up as Arthur, right? So Okay, so I think we can all see where I'm going with this. My mate stresses Arthur. Let's play the Arthur theme song. Everyone knows it. It's an absolute, it's an absolute party starter. It's banterous as fuck. Everyone's getting the nostalgia from the '90s. It's '90s themed. This is hilarious. Let me get the Arthur theme song up. Oh, this. So this is this is the excitement I had at the party when I was requesting this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine a guy's dressed as Arthur during this. 
My friend is dressed as Arthur. Oh, yeah. If this... Okay. Dude, I have to stop that because I'd rather listen to that song than do this fucking podcast. Dude, wild. So, this is great. I'm sorry, but if that's not going to unite a party, nothing will, you know? Dude, I could take this... I reckon if you played that song over enough speakers in the Middle East, that would end the war. That's just that's just my theory. Dude, that song's great. That show was great. My mate's dressed as Arthur. He's got the little ears on and the sweater. Oh, it's great. And you know, so I go to the guy. Do you reckon you could play the Arthur song? He goes, do you reckon you could find it? I go, well, like on YouTube. He goes, yeah, I mean, if you can track it down, I go, I can absolutely find it. Bit of context. That one I just clicked on, that Arthur theme song, had 17 million views on it. This show is iconic, okay? I don't need to track down the Arthur theme song, okay? Do you also want me to track down Mr. Brightside by The Killers? Get your fucking head out of your ass, all right? This is, this is iconic. So, so this DJ is all over the place. I go, bam, there it is. If you could play that for me. I'm, in my head, I'm going, this dude's a pelican, but I'm, I'm going, yeah, mate, if you could play that for me, that'd be awesome. I think, I think people really enjoy it. In my head, I know it's a home run. He goes, keep in mind, like, freaking, uh, that song, like, Adult, Apple Bottom Jeans or whatever. Remember that one? Flow Ride or whatever? That's playing at the moment. So I'm, I'm thinking also in my head, anything's better than this shit. Are you kidding? Dude, dude what, like, what is this? My year nine school dance? Grow up. And uh, so he goes, I'll see if I can fit it into the mix. The mix. I, I look around. We're in a backyard. We're in a fucking backyard, dude. What mix? Okay. So... So he goes, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to try and find a place for it, you know? I go, fuck, all right. All right, freaking Avicii, you know? Oh, rest in peace. Oh, dude, this is pretty good. Um, last year, I threw a house party. Or the year before, just after Avicii died. Like the day after I put the Facebook event up and I said, for music, um, I'm just waiting to hear back from Avicii. And he was fucking dead. <laughs> so... You know, bit of dark humor there, but it was it received quite a good response. A few messages, loving the band on that one, but obviously rest in peace, the great man. Hate to see him go. Um, but so he doesn't play the Arthur theme song until he go he play he goes oh I'll play it after the speeches. I go oh, okay, that's actually a pretty good time to play. That'll be good. And then he goes oh actually scratch that. So when they call for speeches, he plays it. So everyone's going like oh listen to the speeches. And he plays the Arthur theme song like in the background on like half volume. Jesus. And then while I'm there, this is this is what sealed Pelican of the Week for him. He goes, he he opens up Snapchat and he, and he like kind of shows me the phone. And he's got like a few unopened messages from like girls. There's like KDM or whatever. He goes, oh, fucking hell, dude. How, how keen are these chicks? And he's serious. This dude's serious. He goes, dude, freaking hell, how keen are these chicks? They won't leave me alone. And he's serious. <laughs> what? Holy shit, dude. I go, whoa, dude, that's a lot of messages from different girls. My God, you must be killing it. He goes, oh, man, you know how it is. And he's serious. I fucking love this, dude. I, like DJs. What? DJs. What? I go, dude, so like... Are the are these girls, they, they're all keen. He goes, yeah, dude. I go, all of them? You're kidding. I go, there must be four or five girls there, but he goes, fucking hell, man. I don't know what to tell you. They're, they're all keen. I go, 
man, wish I was you, brother. He goes, well, someone's got to do it. And he was serious. <laughs> oh, dude. Yes. Guys like that just fucking keep the world moving. It's so good. I can't handle people that are genuine, like brag in a genuine way about something you didn't even ask about. And that's also not true. I mean, it's just such a home run of pelican pelican behavior. I mean, I can't wrap my stupid little head around it, you know? I feel dumb. I can't even comprehend. I can't even comprehend what he's doing out there, you know? This guy's making moves we've never seen before. He might be the best to ever do it, you know? I bet this guy uh, also loves rock climbing without ropes. Sorry, I, me I meant to say, I hope this guy loves rock climbing without ropes. <laughs> Kill yourself. Okay. So the DJ was an absolute... Oh, and then... Oh, top it off, top it off, top it off. This guy... So I go... I go, all right, it's 90s theme. And also, um, am I getting drunker? I am. Because it's, it's free beers. The 21st, I'm getting hammered. So, so I have a few more beers. I go, this is ridiculous. Keep in mind, even though I sound very aggressive right now, at the party, everyone's having a great time. I'm having fun. This DJ's just irking me a bit. And I've, I've been, like, super polite to him. Like, I'm not being a dick at all. But I go, hey, man. I go, dude, it's a 90s theme party. How about a bit of Blink-182? He goes, fuck, fair enough, mate. And I go, yeah, mate, Adam's song. Love to hear it. He goes, beautiful. I'll try and fit in the mix. I go, there's no mix. It's not a real gig. But anyway, I go, sick, sick man. Sounds good. He plays the verse, the first verse and half the chorus of Adam's song and then cuts it off for like freaking Little Wayne. I'm going to, I'm going to murder your wife and fuck your dad or whatever. I don't know what he was talking about, but it's like, oh my God, you know, you just don't cut off an iconic Blink-102 song. You don't cut any song off halfway through a goddamn chorus. But anyway, so that was the 21st. And you know what? I left the 21st and I went out. Incident free, baby, because I'm 25, okay? I don't, I'm not, I'm not counting on out there, you know? Incident free times. I will say, I went out with my, my sister's turned 18. Going out with her is, an, is, is a wild time because she's like, Kind of as dumb and crazy as me, but she's 18 and like five foot four. So, you know, I mean, she, uh, I mean, she could drown in the bathroom sink. I don't know what goes on. So I was keeping an eye on her, having a great old time. And, uh, we had a good time. We had a great night. And, uh, and yeah, so that was the 21st and it was a lot of fun. Speeches were sick. I love a good 21st speech, as you know, I've gone into it many a time before, but okay. So I want to talk about this. We've had the ongoing saga of the cafe girl. I said last week on the podcast, if you missed it, I've been chatting to this girl up at my local cafe um, a, a few times. She is simply beautiful. And, but I go, I got to try and get a number, but I, I kind of, I bitched out the last time uh, I was there. And then also like, there's always people ordering and stuff. It's always weird. So I go, I said on the pod, I go this weekend, last weekend, I'm going to try and get a number and ask her out. And I said it on the pod to hold myself accountable because I knew that would be the case. Because once you put it out there, and there are a couple of people messaged me being like, you got to get this chick's number. And I go, see, that's now I'm accountable to it. Okay, before I was just a pelican out there. You know, I, I could have been a DJ for all you knew. But now I'm accountable. So I go to this cafe and uh, cafe is completely dead. This girl I've been talking to, Kate's there. I go, hey, Kate, how you going? What's the gossip? She goes, well, in two weeks, I'm moving to the Gold Coast. I go, <laughs> fan-fucking-tastic, all right? 
I go, Jesus Christ. The, the last girl I liked moved, uh, lives in Brisbane already. She went back. So I'm like, what the frigging hell is going on in, uh, in Brisbane? You know, am I supposed to move to Brisbane? I simply won't because I live in Sydney and it's the best. But so I go, I go, right. She's going up there for uni. I go, Jesus. Well, this is, this is a lesson. You can't, you know, it's the quick and the dead around here. You know, if you don't, yeah, bloody hell. But, uh, so I go, oh, okay. So we're chatting away and stuff. And, and, uh, and then I was meeting a friend there. So we're chatting away and then my friend comes, we have a coffee or no, well, we go to the shops, I should say. I already had a coffee. I was writing away my book, being a little weirdo. And, uh, and then I, I go, when we leave the cafe the first time, I go, oh, I go to my man. I go, I've got to get a number now. Now's the time to pull the trigger. I never will. And then the line at the cafe at this point was like out the door. It's chaos. It's chaos in the cafe. She's moving to Queensland. Ah, missed my opportunity, you know? So we go to the shops. We're walking back. I go, come on, Bill. Come on, Bill. You're better than this. Switch on. You know, big players take big swings. You coined that phrase. The line, the cafe is still pumping. My mate, and I go, uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, uh, maybe for another time. But she's moving in two weeks, you know. Got to make a move now. Uh, so my mate goes, let's get a coffee. When it dies down, you can, uh, you can try and get a number then. I go, perfect. Adam's a thinker. And this is a real sliding doors moment, you know. I could have kept walking past the cafe. Never see her again. So I go in, get another coffee. She brings over the coffees. I go, okay, what are you up to tonight? Blah, 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 blah. She goes, oh, I might be here, I might be there. I go, oh, well, why don't you give me your number and uh, I'll show you a text later. Maybe we'll, uh, we might end up at the same pub, it sounds like. She goes, good. Got a, got a number. Thanking you, universe. All right? Now, this is, this is a, a, a moment where you, you just think, thank, thank God I chose to come back to the cafe because you keep walking. Who knows? I might have been hit by a bus. Uh, I might have, um, I could be married in Barbados by now. We don't know what would have happened if I kept walking past the cafe. But I went back in, got the number, and I think we were going to end up at the same pub that night. So then, this is the night of the 21st. After the 21st, rolling, uh, head out with my sister, having a great old time, and uh, te- texting cafe girl a little bit. She's at some other pub, like, at the other end of where, where we are, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't like the pub she's at. And I'm just like, I'm having a great time. I'm like, uh I go, yeah, come, come here. Um, but then, you know, I'm hammered, so I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, so I'm chatting away, da 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 da. Um, I get a, I get a phone call. It's Cafe Girl. She's calling me. Who calls people? I love it. Give her a call. She goes, Billy, where are you? I'll come, uh, I'll come have a beer with you. I go, fuck, fuck yeah. She comes. We have a few beers. We hang out. Get on like an absolute house on fire. What a time to be alive. And then last night we went on a date. Had the best time ever. So you got it. Big players take big swings. You know, if there was ever a teachable moment in this podcast, and let's be honest, there hasn't been so far in the first 68 episodes, but I think this could be the first teachable moment is that big players take big swings. And you know, when you have that sliding doors moment, maybe I shouldn't go for it. You fucking go back in there. You order another cappuccino, even though you've already had four coffees and you think if you have another one, your head might pop off from anxiety. You go in there, you have another coffee, you get a number and and you live to fight another day, all right? And that's how the world works, you know? And then you walk all the way home thinking someone's following you because you're so anxious from your fifth coffee. But you went for it, all right? So that's a teachable moment, you know? Let's In 2020, I want to see some big players taking some big swings, you know? Feel the hype and spread it around, all right? So anyway, get out there. 
Chase your dreams, etc. Let me fix this fucking camera. What a time to be alive. Now, yes, yeah, so that was great. And the best thing was, I was literally a millisecond away from walking past the cafe and being like, oh, well, that's it. You know, she's moving away anyway. Oh, my God. Billy Darcy. I simply will not find myself in another long-distance relationship. I will say that. But uh, still, good to go on a date with her, hang out. And uh, she's going away for uni. I think going away for uni is actually sick because you get more of that campus experience, you know? You, you, you know, no parents, no rules. Drink wine on a Tuesday. Whoa. You know? Freaking head by a wall, covered up with a pillow. Just normal people stuff. I love it. I love it. All right, I want to tell... I can't tell when I'm, it's a behind the scenes, behind the curtain here. When I write down a story, I think in my head, oh, maybe that'll take like six minutes. But then as I go along, I remember all these details and it takes like 12 and then I'm like, who am I? And then I don't know. I keep pushing. I just never know what's happening. You know, time wise, like I'm half an hour in now. I thought I was like 10 minutes in. So anyway. I wanted to just tell a quick story from my day job, a little, little behind the curtain on that. And then I want to talk about, here's a glossary of what's to come. I want to talk about the McGregor fight and the UFC in general, because I actually watched it all, because my roommates love blood sports, and I'm kind of getting into it too. But it's not, uh, I don't actually know anything about UFC, so it's uh, purely banterous. And then I want to talk about the Hottest 100. And then I got a new segment that I think people might actually might might actually enjoy. How's that? Might actually enjoy. Hey guys, I know we I know this is almost the seventieth episode, but at the end of this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that I think some of you might actually enjoy. Hey, just to mix things up. I fucking hate myself. All right. So this is a this is a good little story, I think. So basically, at my work, I work at this shopping center. One thing that I drives me up the wall more than anything, I'm sure it does you too, is when people who aren't disabled park in disabled spots. It is just fucking chop your head off, become a DJ, and then top yourself behavior. It's just reprehensible. I fucking hate it so much. But the problem is they always get away with it because some disabilities aren't you can't see, you know, and and I get and so you never you you can never really say anything because. They could have the sticker just because they have a disabled sticker. You know, they they could have a disabled family member or like their pop who just died or or maybe they broke a leg and had it for two months and, you know, their leg healed and they're still using it. You just never know. And then like, the one time you bring it up, they'll be like, they'll have some weird thing that, not some weird thing, but like they'll be disabled in a way that you wouldn't know about unless you ask them about it. And then you're the dick for bringing it up. You feel horrible. It's a whole thing. And so there are just scumbags all over the place getting away with parking in disabled spots. And it just makes my blood boil okay but so, so yeah it's very hard to sort of police it because you can't do anything anyway so uh at my office this guy comes in this brazilian guy and he goes hey i train at the brazilian jiu-jitsu gym over there he goes there's this guy parked in a in a red skoda out the front of the gym in a disabled spot he has a sticker but he parks there all the time he's not disabled he's an absolute scumbag this guy he's not disabled like i he parks there all the time. Like you got to reprimand him or something. I go, you're kidding. He goes, yeah, no, I know this guy. I train with him. I don't have his phone number. Otherwise I call him myself. I hate him. I go, right. 
I'm going to leave it with me, brother. I'm going to bring this son of a bitch to justice, you know? And uh, get out, get out my knuckle dusters and my spear. And my boss says, Billy, what did I tell you about bringing your spear to work? And I said, but I'm about to serve up some cold, hard justice via when I freaking lace this thing through some guy's chest. And he said, Billy, if you bring that spear to work again, I'm going to have to call HR. We'll have another meeting. Is that what you want? And I said, no, it's not what I want. Okay. It's not what I want. I need this paycheck. So anyway, so I put the spear back in the car and uh, thank my boss for not calling HR again about the whole spear thing, you know. But uh, so I go, so I go over there. We got these stickers that like, I mean, this is just, it's not even a punishment really. They just say illegal Parker. They're fucking bullshit. But anyway, it's it's my only weapon. It's my only, uh, my, my sword of justice is these goddamn stickers. So I put two stickers on this, this scumbag's car. It says like illegal Parker, do not park here again or whatever. It does absolutely nothing for the cause, but except makes me feel better a little bit. So anyway, I go, the guy's got a disabled sticker, but I've got it from the horse's mouth from this Brazilian guy that he's not disabled. So fuck him. You know, apparently he's a repeat offender and I'm just, you know, I've, it's been pissing me off for ages anyway. So anyway, this guy comes back to his car with a, with a friend of his. Now, so the, he comes back to the red car, the, the guy from the jiu-jitsu gym and his mate, his mate is possibly the most disabled person I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy, I've just really got this one wrong. The guy's in a wheelchair. He's also drooling and twitching it up a bit. Maybe putting it on a bit if you ask me. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. You can't ask. But this guy is just so aggressively disabled. And like, they need this disabled spot. They might need two, you know? And I am just feeling like such a piece of shit. And I'm like, oh God, no. Oh God, no. So this Brazilian guy from comes to the office, obviously. You know, I've stickered his car for parking in a disabled spot when he's he's got this disabled bloke with him. You know, I'm a fucking piece of shit, but I didn't know. I was I had this other Brazilian in my ear, you know, these Brazilians, they're so goddamn slippery. So he comes to the office, he goes, uh, I'm not gonna do his accent, actually. I think I'll I think I'll avoid that. But he goes, mate, why have you put these stickers on my car? Like my he, he's oh my god, even worse, he's a carer. It's not his friend, it's his client. He's looking after this guy. Dear God, dude, honestly, I'll become a DJ and top myself. What am I doing? I go, mate, I am so sorry. There's been a horrible mix up. He goes, he goes like, this is like, why would you do this? Why would you do this? I go, the Brazilian guy told me. He, go, he, he I said, he trains at your gym. He said, said you do it all the time and you're not disabled. You don't have anyone disabled with you. He told me. I go, I immediately just pass the blame. I go, oh, get this away. I go, it was the Brazilian. And I go, he goes, he goes, why would you do this? Why would you do this? He's furious, furious, justifiably so. I go, no, no, no. It was, it was the Brazilian. He trains at your gym. I don't know him. I don't know him. I was not going to do anything. He goes, hang on. Was it Paolo? I go, what? He goes, it was Paolo, wasn't it? I go, do you know what? I think it was Paolo. Yeah, it was Paolo, actually. He goes, fucking Paolo. He's been out to get me for months. I go, do you know what? He's, yeah, that Paolo, I I, I had a bad feeling about him, but he was so insistent. He goes, that's Paolo, very aggressive. I go, yes, he was aggressive. He was aggressive. I don't know if this guy was Paolo or not, but we're shifting the blame now. I'm getting off scot-free for basically reprimanding this guy who's a saint. He goes, don't worry, I'll sort this out. I go, mate, go for it, because this Paolo guy is out of control. And he gets on the phone and starts like yelling in Brazilian. And I go, oh my God, thank God for Paolo. All right? So what I think actually happened was, Paolo and this guy are in a feud and Paolo's come and, and got me to sticker his car as an act of revenge. I was merely a 
merely a soldier in their war. I was a tool in their game, a pawn. Friggin' Paolo. So I'd imagine they're having a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fight to the death somewhere right now. And I pray the other guy beats the shit out of Paolo, wraps him up like a cobra. Anyway, yeah, so that was... uh. I mean, I've accidentally made fun of disabled people at comedy shows before, but this is much worse. Ugh, I felt horrendous. But then, uh, luckily, Paolo took the fall. So, thanking Paolo. Thanking Paolo, indeed. Now, I want to talk briefly about the UFC, because I did watch every fight on Sunday. What? I watched every fight, because my roommates absolutely froth it. We watched the prelims. The prelim to the prelims. So, I watched the whole card... I will say, I watched one women's fight where the lady got her um, her head cut open and she literally, like, blood is pouring out of her head. Like, pouring out. I had to leave the room. It was too much for me. Everyone's calling me a bitch. I was like, I was like, is it? I don't, I don't like this. I think I might be, under the right circumstances, I think I might be one of those people who faints when they see, like, too much blood or something. Because it made me really uncomfortable. But anyway. Watched a lot of the fights. A lot of the fights. Watched the McGregor fight. And, uh... What a uh, what I will say is, everyone was tweeting about it after the fight. I, I don't understand people who feel the need to. Uh, this might come across hypocritical because you know my my tweets are just all uh, all trash. But I try and make them kind of original thoughts or whatever you know. So, but I don't understand people who feel the need to tweet something that everyone already knows. Like millions of just nobodies putting on Facebook and Twitter, McGregor is back. Like, it's the most popular event in the world at that point. Everyone on the planet knows. And people are tweeting, going, McGregor is back. One guy posted in our work group chat. He goes, hey, guys, McGregor the king has returned. And it's like, what? McGregor for today? You're kidding me. I had no idea. Like, thanks, guy. Like, is, is this provided you enough validation for you to get to sleep tonight? Like, we know. We know McGregor for today. Everyone does. It's the biggest event on the planet. But I'll tell you what, yeah, anyway. But I will say, McGregor, what a guy. Uh, the, the guy's a legend. A lot of people hate on him, but he's bringing in pelicans like me to the sport, you know? I don't know a thing about UFC. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I know is the headlock, you know? And uh, so I, I, the whole time I'm just going, put him in a headlock. You know, fly kick him. Uh, I love a fly kick. And the Superman punch, learned about that one. That's sick. Did I tell you what? If anyone wants to a Superman punch the shit out of someone, that would be sick. Imagine you pull that off at a, at a freaking... Don't do that. And also, my famous fighting record of 0-1. I'd probably Superman Superman punch myself somehow. But, uh, yeah, McGregor, one in 40 seconds. Very, uh, you know... Get your UFC analysis somewhere else. I saw, um, saw some punches and some kicks, and I loved it. But uh, I, loved, I loved his interview after. Dude, the guy's a beast because Joe Rogan goes, uh, so what's next? Who are you fighting next? And McGregor immediately just starts promoing his whiskey. He's like, I'll tell you what's next, Joe. You know, everyone everyone loves proper 12. We got the one liter. But guess what's coming up next? The big boss. The 1.75 liter. And that's what's next for me. I got the 1.75 liter going out all over the world. And he's got, he's got the whole world at ransom. You know, everyone is on the edge of their seats wanting to know who he's going to fight next. Who he's going to, who, who does he hate? What is he going to do? And he just, he's got every eyeball on the planet and he just looks them all in the eye and goes, buy my whiskey, you fucking dumb cunts. I love it. I love it. 
We got, I'll tell you what's next, Joe, the 1.75 litre. And what a bizarre freaking size to make as well, you know? The 1.75, dude, what a guy. What a guy. And uh, and all the other UFC fighters are talking shit about him. It's like, I wouldn't even know who you are if it wasn't for McGregor, you know? There was this one guy, uh, the, the champion of the 170 division. Don't even know, I don't even know who he was. When McGregor was like talking shit, he, he did the, uh, he yawned when the camera was on him. He goes, oh, like he was bored. I think his name was like Guzman Y Gomez or something. And it's like, I don't, am only aware of you through this guy. This is pure exposure for you right now. You're just some guy to me. Now I know that you're the champion of the 170 division. You probably picked up an extra 100,000 followers just off McGregor mentioning your name. You know, old Guzman, Y Gomez. Like, I don't know why everyone hate like all the people, like fair enough, if you're just some idiot from down the road like me, and you're like, oh, McGregor, he's so arrogant. I don't like him. Whatever. Hit the road, you pelican. But if you're in the UFC game, surely you should love him for the amount of exposure he's bringing to the sport. You know what I mean? Do you think anyone who's who's not a fucking diehard UFC fan knows who, like, the seventh-rate contender is in the 155? No. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I watched all the prelims for the UFC... Saw this chick Macy fight. Uh, she fought against Roxy. I saw Holly Holm fight, uh, which was boring as shit. I saw a couple other good fights. And I only watched them because my mates made me watch them before the McGregor fight. You know, this guy's just providing so much exposure. If I was a UFC fighter and I'm on the same card as McGregor, I'm thinking, how good's this? Everyone's going to see me fight. Whereas before, people don't even turn up to the fight until until later on, you know. But you got so many eyeballs on the TV thanks to McGregor. So people should be getting around the bloke, you know? He's bringing out the 1.75. I mean, that sounds like a great deal. What a guy. What an absolute legend of a guy. He's got the greatest chat around. And you know what? I'll, I just live and die for chat. It's so good. It's just so good. And Irish people just rip it as well. Honestly. That's one thing. In Australia, we're like, oh yeah, we're the biggest pissheads ever. Dude, some of these Irish blokes will fucking... ugh. Makes my blood go cold. Trying thought of trying to keep up with a bunch of Irish blokes. Dear God, they are animals, absolute animals, and they they really enjoy fighting as well. You bump into the wrong bloke in an Irish pub, I tell you what, he'll bump into you again, except with his fist straight through your stupid jaw. I'll be Owen too, if you can believe that. But yeah, so I just reckon, what a guy! I just like anyone who's like noteworthy and just says what they think. It's fucking great. Get around him. And uh, I don't even know. I don't know anything else. Did I have any other thoughts on that? Dun, 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 dun. Okay. All right. I want to talk briefly about the Hottest 100. Bam. So the Triple J Hottest 100. The Triple J Hottest 100. Every year it comes around. Every year. I love it. Let's be honest, are we getting sourced out of our gills while having it on in the background? Yes. Do I stop everyone at the party when a, when a song I voted for comes on? Yes. Okay, I don't care if you're making out with the love of your life. Pull your faces back and listen to freaking Morat coming in at 13. All right? That's one of my votes. I got her there. She would have been 200th if it wasn't for my single vote. All right. But uh, did I vote for Morat? Yes. Yes, I did. Was she my number one vote? She was, because she deserves it. She's fucking phenomenal. I'm 25. I've got a mole rat and an all-day shirt in my car, but don't 
fuck with me. But I love uh, I love the hottest 100. Australia Day is my favorite day of the year. Obviously, they're not played on Australia Day anymore, um, which doesn't bother me at all. I think if that if you honestly care about that, you should uh, become a DJ and top yourself. But uh, I tell you what, what I will say is, why does everyone care so much about Tones and I Dance Monkey? It's probably going to win. Maybe it won't. It doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. I'd prefer Rushing Back by Flume to win. Give that a vote. But it's like. Everyone's being so mean to this girl. She's Australian. You know, she came up from nothing. It's not her fault her freaking song went viral all over the world. If you go on the if you go on her YouTube video for it, it's got like 500 million views and all the comments are in Spanish and French. You know, it's huge all over the world. It's not her fault. The song's not that bad. And people say people say, "Oh, I used to like the song and then it got so overplayed. It's on it's always on radio. I can't escape it. It's everywhere." Where? Where is it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's always on radio. I'm sorry, is this 1917 where we have one radio channel and they've just played it on repeat all day? Who even listens to radio anymore, you know? Plug your iPhone in and take control of your destiny. What are these people just driving down the road with Dance Monkey playing just going, oh, make it stop. Make it just crashing into telegraph poles and shit going, oh, God, my ears, my ears. Just... Just change channel or even that, yeah, just plug in whatever you want. Maybe you put on a podcast, you know, maybe there's a nice, a nice young white male out there sharing his views with the world. Hey, hey, you know, just listen to whatever the hell you want. People are like, oh my God, it's everywhere. It's not, it's not everywhere. Like, I, I just don't understand. It's the, it's the content age, you know, choose whatever you want. We're literally five years away from getting that remote out of click. You know, skipping all your boring dinners. And then Adam Sandler's crawling through the car park on his deathbed. Family first. You know? That's what he'll be saying if you don't... If you don't get over this whole dance monkey thing. You know, he'll be saying... You want Adam Sandler to come confront you in a car park? Because you let a freaking Triple J artist ruin your life? And, uh... It's just bizarre. Because... Like, people people hate a song like, like it's been forced upon them or something. But like, one button, you just move on. You know, people, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone hates my podcast. I think they just don't listen to it. Do you know what I mean? No one's, no one's like listening to my podcast being like, oh my God, I've listened, I've listened to 68 episodes. The, this fucking idiot's brought out another one. Oh, I hate it so much. I can't believe it play ah stop shut up darcy we hate you they just don't listen you know like i don't understand how you can get so angry about a song you can't even understand most of the words she says i like that song of hers never seen the rain that's a banger i don't i I feel nothing about dance monkey if it wins it means people voted for it you know it's not like tones and i is running a she, she's leading a little SWAT team into Triple J going, All right, all right, Veronica and Lewis, hands where I can see him. I'm about to blow your fucking head off. Play my song at number one. Play it, play it. You know? Dude, Thrift Shop has won in the past. Are we going to talk about that? Hey, where was the, uh, where were all the little shit posting pages in the online campaign when Macklemore was playing? You guys were all losing your minds, your little pool parties. No, oh, we didn't hear, we didn't hear too much about that, did we? You know, when old mate was rocking his fur coat in the music video. 
Yeah, interesting. Interesting. At the end of the day, Morat is the greatest artist we have and vote for her at all, at all costs. And then enjoy the day. What a time to be alive. If Tones and I wins, just keep drinking beers and don't, whatever you do, don't actually share your views on social media because we don't care. Tones and I doesn't care. That's why she wears those hats so she doesn't have to look at you, you fucking ugly piece of shit. All right. That's coming from one of the greatest six out of tens to ever walk the earth, you know? And uh, so I look forward to the day and uh, I hope you do too. That was a weird sign off. But yeah, I just don't understand. I just don't care. I don't know how, I just don't know how people care so much about weird things like this. You know? Oh, I don't know. Dude, I'm sweating my tits off. Um, Alright, I had another segment, but I think it's so hot in here. It's just so hot. It's like 35 degrees. I have no air conditioning. Drinking a nice long black. Okay. So. I had this one last segment, but I don't know if I'm going to do it now. I think it's a bit much. Um, but yeah. Okay. 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 Let me riff this up a little bit. I'm going to do this last segment. So. Basically, um, I'm just going to do a short version of this and maybe it'll be better next time. But I had a good idea for a segment, I thought. So basically, I always, you know, write on, type up my jokes on the computer and write in these uh, notebooks right here. I type on the computer because it's better for editing, but I like, um, I like writing in notebooks. Uh, like when you go to a cafe, I, I hate taking a laptop to a cafe because then you look like one of those pelicans that's trying to start a business. You know, you got your Bluetooth headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you join... Uh... No, the thing with our uh, supplements is they're actually all plant-based. Ugh. You know, I never want to be that guy. So I take a take a notebook. It's more alluring as well. If like uh, some girl you like walks in, it's like, oh, this guy's thoughtful. Writing away in his notebook. Joke's on you, babe. It's uh, 47 pages in here about my ex. God, I miss her. Um, but... So basically... Um, so I've, I've finished a few of these notebooks. And uh, uh, this particular one... I pulled out after I finished it. And I thought, how good is this? I was tra- starting to write my show. This may be like, I don't know, start of last year or whatever. I was sort of looking towards, or mid midway through last year, I was sort of looking towards my 2020 tour. I was like, right, need a brand new show. I go, how good is this? I've just finished off this notebook. I've got a whole notebook full of great ideas. And I went through the notebook and I realized that probably 90% of it will never make it to the stage uh, because it's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Because, you know, when you write ideas, it's good just to get it all out and, uh, you know, there's some great stuff in here. Some of this stuff has made it to the stage and is very good. Um, I got a good bit about florists you'll see on this tour that's in this notebook and some other stuff. Um, but yeah, like uh, the, with the amount I, uh, you know, you write a lot and, you know, you not, uh, but just by, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just not a good writer. I can't tell. But I'll, basically, I've got a couple, few notebooks and a whole computer's worth of uh some great ideas and just just mountains of trash, mountains of trash that will never make it to stage. Uh, and some of it could is possibly you know an interesting idea that just is not wouldn't work on stage or for whatever. So I thought maybe I could do a, a segment you know bits bits that are 
you know, bits that suck basically or, or bad ideas. And I'll just share some of them on the pod because, you know, if I did some of these on stage, it'd be the, the silence would be deafening. But the silence is already so confronting in my bedroom that, um, you know, no stress, no harm, no foul. So I had, um, had a couple of ideas that I wanted to unmark them. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. So, um, so a friend of mine is like a huge country music artist in Nashville now. And I started listening to country music, got quite into it, but everyone hates country music. So I wrote, uh, I wrote, tried to write some jokes about country music, you know? And, uh, so basically I thought this is a, this is an idea that will never make it to stage, but I thought, uh, country music is sick, right? Because all the songs are basically the same, but in a good way. Cause the, every country music song is either one of two things. It's either, uh, I've got this girl. I love her so much. Let's break out the whiskey to celebrate. Or, oh God, she's gone. Break out the whiskey immediately. They're the only two country music songs. It's either high highs or low lows. And either way, you're getting fucking hammered. How is that not great? And it's so achievable. You know, we can all, you know, we can all fall in love and break out the whiskey. We can all, I'm sure we can all lose, we can all lose them. I mean, fuck, you can lose, you know, you tie your shoes up wrong. You lose the love of your life. Bam, she's gone. And then break out the whiskey, you know, I love it. Because it's so uh, it's so big players take big swings, you know. Either way, give me the whiskey and shut up. I got life to live. But you, so, you know, it's all about love, taking big swings. I love it. But like, what do you think about rap music that everyone relates to way more or more people listen to, especially, you know, young whites in Australia? It's so like unrelatable. It's all about like just rich as fuck guys rooting the hottest birds on the planet just completely disregarding them because, like, they just hate whores and they've just got a chip on their shoulder because, like, you know, some bird left them in high school. They don't want to talk about it. They've got a diamond ring now. Shut the hell up. You know, it's all about freaking dropping four grand in a club. When has anyone ever listened to a 2 chain song and, like, felt like, oh, dude, this is... This this guy's talking about my life. This is crazy. You know, what's that? Kylie Jenner gave you a blowjob while you threw stacks of $1,000 bills at... uh. And are they even hotter chicks? Oh my God. It's like he read my mind. You know, rap music is so unrelatable. Country music though. Half the, half the love songs are about their goddamn trucks. I love my car, you know, and all the cars are shit, but they love them anyway. My car's a piece of crap, but I love it anyway. You know, it's, it's so goddamn relatable, you know, sitting in the back of a truck with a girl I got a crush on drinking cheap liquor. It's like tick, tick, tick. I could do all of that. You know, I got my freaking, the Mazda Metro, cafe girl, bottle of fucking $5 wine. I'm living it. I'm living, I'm living the song. I've never freaking thrown a punch at Drake. <laughs> you know, I've never done that in my life. So, uh, I don't know. So it's more relatable is country music. I don't know if this is uh, anything. So that was an idea I had for a joke. I know. It's not bad. It's not great. But it's like... I don't know. So that's a that's an idea I had. And I thought, let's bring it to the pod. And uh, I've got plenty of ideas. And a lot of them way worse than that. And uh, there is pages upon pages about my ex in this one. But there's also a lot of great joke ideas as well. So I think that's going to be a good segment. I had this other one about a Vietnamese cafe I went to. So I think that could be a good one. And uh, I think, yeah, the reality is you've got to accept the fact that 
Uh, for every good idea, you're probably going to have 10 terrible ones. But I don't think just because an idea is bad doesn't mean it can't be entertaining. Hey? I don't know. Anyway, so that's the pod. Thanks for listening. Perth, just get around me. I'm doing crowd work shows and stand-up shows together. I'm doing 22 shows. Now, you've got to question yourself. Oh, that's okay, Billy, because 22 shows, you must be Kevin Hart. Are you Dave Chappelle? 22 shows? No, no, no. I'm Billy Darcy. I have a small cult-like following. Please tell your fucking friends about my tour. And you know what? You can come to the crowd work show and the stand-up show. They do not cross over at all. You get a bit of Pat Doherty in the crowd work show. It's all riffs. It's all improv. It starts Monday, the 27th, Rift City. Then February the 3rd, Anxiously Arrogant starts. Come on down, Perth. Adelaide, March 10 to 14. <laughs> Melbourne, I'm doing another... I'm doing 22 shows. No, I'm not Kevin Hart. Please tell your friends and extended family and support me. And once and for all, once again, please, 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 tell your fucking friends. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long.